Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais with another episode of the Yakking Show Business Channel. And as always, we have interesting guests who bring you tips and ideas to help your business thrive and survive in the interesting times we're living in. But it's not my job to introduce guests because Kathleen always does it a lot better than I do. So first, let's welcome co-host Kathleen Beauvais. Hi, Kathleen. How are you today? I'm doing great, Peter. Thank you so much. And thank you also very much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate having you. And as Peter mentioned, we do have another special guest with us today. In fact, we are so appreciative to welcome her back to the show. Mm -hmm. Welcome, Laura Doman. Hello, Laura. How are you? Hi, Kathleen. Doing great. Thank you. Thank you for having (laughs) me back, both of you. Now, Laura is a voice, film, and TV actress. She coaches on how to be confident in front of the camera. She's also a speaker and author. She's also one of the authors of the book, The Most Amazing Marketing Book Ever, and was seen, there you go, and was last seen in July on this show to help promote it. So, Laura, how can someone learn to be confident in front of the camera? And I'm... I. You know, when we first started doing these podcasts, I mean, even to the, to this day, I still get the jitters. So whenever I start the recording button and how do you, how do you get rid of that? Okay. Well, a little bit of practice goes a long way, but I'm going to share some actor tricks and tips that might be mm-hmm. able to help most people. It helps to understand why people are so anxious or even fearful. And there are a couple of things that play into this. First of all, It is a form of public speaking, Mm -hmm. and I think it is like way up there after a fear of death. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And maybe even it tops it for some other folks. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are just uncomfortable. They're shy. And that kind of feeds into the other fears. Oh, what if I'm not right in doing this? What if I'm not good enough? What if people laugh at me? Or they're just very self-judgmental. I am too old. I'm too fat. I'm too ugly. I have to be perfect. None of that applies. The first thing to get in your head is people want to connect with you as a human being, especially in this age of AI. Mm. They want to know that you're a real person out there. And that means your foibles, those verbal fillers we like to use sometimes, like, um, well, you like, hey, if they fall in, that's okay. The best thing you can do is just focus on your message and the person you're talking to. And then that kind of leads into all the delivery tips that I give too. Okay, very good. And I've got to jump in here and tell those listeners who are not connected to Laura on LinkedIn, you are missing a daily dose of fun and expertise in her short videos. You can learn all sorts of things about uh, how people shit in houses uh, and uh, how to train, how to get husbands to train cockroaches, which was a particularly amusing one. But I so. <laughs> so, Laura, what are some of the biggest mistakes people make when they first get on camera? Well, first of all, I think they just stiffen up. Besides thinking they have to be perfect, they think that they're presenting to some machine, and so they might get very robotic. Or, and I've dealt with some clients in this case, they're told to make a video for their company. And there's a teleprompter, but they've never used one before. And Mm -hmm. so they're sitting there, and they're speaking in a monotone, and their eyes and their head is moving. And unfortunately, that's not really engaging. Because when you're making a video, you have to catch people in those first couple seconds. Otherwise, click, they're gone. Mm -hmm. And you have to keep their interest. So how can someone quickly calm their nerves before speaking on camera? Okay. 
breathing helps. Mm -hmm. Yes, you do want to breathe, but you might want to prepare ahead of time. And before you even start your breathing, you see this big thing of water I got right here? Drink a lot of water up to about two hours before you go. Because otherwise, when you're nervous, you might find that something catches in your throat. Mm -hmm. You might be clearing your throat. You may not, not feel like you're really ready to speak. Now, there's some exercises you can do. First, to relax, and then second, to warm up your instrument. To relax, it can be super simple. For example, let's say you have an hour before. You might even do a little light exercise. And if you're into push-ups and get your body going, that's not bad. But if you're not going to be that active or you don't have that much time, some super simple ones, just raise and lower your shoulders, move your head around, do some knee bends side to side. Because once you're comfortable in your body, the voice, the face, mm -hmm. everything follows. You can also warm up your face and you can raise and lower your eyebrows. You can do that with your mouth. Don't worry about looking silly. Nobody has to see you, although you'll be seeing me. Smile really big and then frown. And then you could even do something that I learned when I was doing some improv. Pant like a dog. All right. Uh. This is where it's going to go viral. Just let it all out. And actually, it warms it up. Right. You can even move your tongue around. And if you really want to try something funny, say something you normally would in a bizarre accent. And then when you say it normally, it might come out a lot better. Mm. Just a mind game. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm lucky enough that I speak with a bizarre accent anyway, because I grew up in a different <laughs> part of the world. So. Oh, we love your accent. We can oh, do it all day long. Thank you, Laura. Laura, <laughs> you mentioned public speaking. How, how well does public speaking experience translate into good performance on video? Well, I think it helps. Now, the trick is knowing what is public speaking to an individual versus to a large group. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, I came from the corporate world, and mm -hmm. I was in sales, so I gave a lot of presentations. The biggest thing for me to get over was talking at people instead of talking to them. Or with them. Mm -hmm. Because when you're really going to be an effective public speaker, and especially if you're going to be on camera like this, imagine that you're talking to one person. Mm -hmm. Somebody that you like that likes you wants to hear what you have to say. And then just speak as if that person were listening. Because when you're speaking in front of people, or whether you're just going to be recorded and a viewer is going to watch you one on one, they're going to feel much more intimately connected to you. And you're going to come across much more effectively if you sound like you're just having an everyday conversation, maybe being a little funny, a little silly, but you're talking to them. Mm -hmm. So this is where you might want to put like a little picture of somebody you really like right next to the camera lens mm, or have a friend idea. who's right behind it because it can be a little disconcerting looking into a, a little white, green or red dot, whatever your camera has. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good one. Hmm. So... My next question, hmm, what are some of the do's and don'ts of hair, dress, and jewelry when appearing on camera? Okay, let's start off with a fun <laughs> don'ts. <laughs> All right. Don't, okay, and I'm going to mostly talk to women, but it does actually include men. Don't go with a lot of bling. So if you like to go out to the club, leave that sequin dress at home. Don't wear it for the camera. The same thing goes for a lot of distracting jewelry, mm -hmm. especially anything that's going to sparkle because it'll play havoc with the lights and it, it take away from you. People will be watching like, what are those chandelier earrings 
same thing. Don't overdo the makeup or do bizarre hair unless, well, maybe that's what you're talking about. When you are speaking, you want the attention to be on you and whatever product you're having. So if I'm talking about my iPhone, this is the star of the show, not me. And I could take away from it. And this is where we get into the men too. If I'm going to be wearing anything that is loud or just too busy, a pattern, or just anything that is too much, you want to keep it simple. Wear your favorite color. Wear something you're comfortable. If you're working and you have a brand, and let's say your brand, your brand is blue, you might just want to be wearing blue consistently. Personally, although I have some different colors in my website, because I'm working and shooting a lot of videos right here in my voiceover big studio, I have a lot of black around me. So I like to pop because I've got dark hair. So I usually wear something that is nice, like a rose, a red, a pink that doesn't compete. Um, just be everyday natural. You don't want to get washed out. So make sure you have proper lighting. Mm -hmm. Sound is extremely important. But just make sure you're not going to compete with anything you're saying. Hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, again, going back to your LinkedIn uh, videos, I I was remarking to Kathleen before we started, before you arrived for the show, that as far as I can recall, all the short videos, you've been in a red dress and it's got a, a gold zip on the front. And that's, is that part <laughs> of your, is that part of your brand? Um, no, well, the color kind of is. It's mostly just to stand out. Mm -hmm. If you're taking a look at my colors, I kind of go between the blues and the purples in that wonderful indigo shade. But it doesn't show up as well for this. So I like to add ah. a little red because I have a lot of energy, a lot mm -hmm. of fire, a little humor, and I like the color. <laughs> well, it's memorable. That is for sure. So one of my biggest failings, which you've probably picked up in the first two seconds of this episode, is that I struggle to look at the camera instead of looking at the screen to the person to whom I'm talking. So uh, the trick that I've done to overcome that, because I use a big camera and my my lap, my desktop computer has got a problem. So I'm using laptop and I don't like looking down at the screen. So this is plugged into a television, which is right behind the camera. Right. And mm -hmm. I've got actually. I've got a piece of paper over the laptop screen so it won't distract me. And that's how I'm trying to get better. But what, what is the, the easiest way to, to make oneself look at the camera and not the person on the screen? Imagination and practice. Okay. okay. Like for right now, because I want to be a little bit more relaxed and conversational and I'm listening to you, I'm going to be looking at you as you show up in the screen. So I'm going to look down. But when I'm going to be talking to anybody who's interested in what I have to say, I'm looking at that little white dot, and I'm just imagining that, let's see, there's my great friend Stephanie there, who's just mm -hmm. kind of nodding and laughing and going, yeah, I could use that information too. Okay, okay. Hmm. We will keep practicing. Kathleen, yes, back to you. absolutely. So oh, you guys, you're doing great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, Lori, I'm interested in your background, actually, and how you got into voiceover work this is so interesting i mean you're an actress you're you were in film you're a voiceover actress can you tell us how you got started in all of that well growing up i was that theater kid who did everything <laughs> right and my parents were just terrified i'd want to be an actress and that they'd have to support me <laughs> <laughs> parents are like that but you know anyways but i also loved business and i found that the two would come together in sales and marketing and I was actually in the corporate IT world for quite a number of years before I settled down, got married, and realized 
once the kids were coming, I really didn't want to be gone and traveling all the time. Mm -hmm. So I did that for a while and a lot of other things on the side. But then I said, you know what? It's time to do what I really want to do with my life. And so all those skills that were in the background, the presenting, the speaking, the writing, the razzle-dazzle came front and center. And I threw myself into training starting in 2016 and then followed up with voiceover not long afterwards and got the agent and all that. But the fun part of the story is my daughter kind of brought me back. I have a daughter who's a lot like me. Of course, she'll roll her eyes if she's ever watching this, but it's true. <laughs> anyway, she was also into musical theater when she was a little girl. And she would beg to get into film and TV. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that means you'd have to be pulled out of school. And school comes first. But, all right, we'll look for an agent. I didn't think anybody would take her. They took her. <laughs> and <laughs> about a month later, they were looking for some older folks. So ah. here I am. There you and go. She's moved on, and I'm still going. <laughs> Very good. Fantastic. Yeah. That is, yeah, that is interesting. But yeah. I, can see, I can see you have a wonderful voice. Mm. So I can see how you would get lots oh. of jobs just for your voice. I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, you, you speak very well. Well, thank you. And I'll tell you, it's a bit of a challenge in the industry right now because mm -hmm. AI is everywhere. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of AI voices and it's mm -hmm. really shaken up the industry. And the key, though, is to really focus in on your acting chops. So mm -hmm. having all the on-camera experience, and I'm an improv stand-up group, too, that really helps. And it's going to be a struggle for a lot of people because AI mm -hmm. is not going away. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's definitely not. So I'm going to pick up on, we've got a little bit of time in hand, so I'm going to go off script and pick up on the improv. Uh, yeah. When you say you're in an improv group, is that comedy? Is that drama or, or both? Or Tell us more. Oh, yeah. It's a little bit of a combination of both. We have an award-winning director who had been running an improv company here in Atlanta for about, I don't know, 20 years or so. He went off to experiment with some other forms and came back. And he's actually bringing a lot of the elements that are integral in on-camera work and in voiceover and bringing it to improv. And it's going to be televised. First, we're going into streaming ah. starting next month. And then we'll see where it gets picked up because it's a whole nother type of reality series. So instead of doing the wacka okay. wacka, you know, funny stuff, it's based in real life situations like you might find in Seinfeld. All those silly, stupid things. And with the improv games thrown on top. And it's actually pretty funny. Okay. And I, I guess it's quite challenging to start off in that. Uh, or it, what about live improv, improv on the stage? I know some of my colleagues from public speaking have gone that route. And they say, in some ways, it's actually harder than going to deliver a prepared speech, right? Well, it can be because everybody's looking at you expecting yeah. to be funny. Yeah. And I did do it on stage for a while when he said, I'm going to do something a little different. But like the other improv training I had, I had done Second City in Chicago for a while and another company now defunct in Atlanta. And they were all theater based. Mm -hmm. And that is where people expect it. But the problem right. is you end up with people who have already in their minds what they're doing. And they have almost prepared jokes and characters. Right. And right. either it, it lands or it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And with improv, it's all about, and this is where acting comes in and voiceover, being in the moment, connecting with the script, connecting with the other people, mm -hmm. even if they're all in your head. Mm -hmm. So that's what makes mm -hmm. it work. 
Okay, interesting stuff. And uh, there's a spinoff to give you confidence, or not you, not just you, you've got all the confidence in the world, but for other people who are not as experienced, it, it does trying out a little bit of improv help build that confidence for what oh. we're doing now for video? Absolutely. And I think it's great for anybody in the business setting because mm -hmm. what it will help you do is to really listen to people. You will right. understand that you cannot respond and react until you really take in what somebody else is saying. And there is this basic improv game called Yes And. You never disagree in improv. You're listening to what somebody says, and it might be bizarre. You run with it. So they say, right. well, Laura, I understand you like to wear bees in your hair. Oh, actually, I do. I've got, you know, quite a hive going on and honey, you know, on call. You know, anything like that. And then you take it forward. And that's right. where the humor comes. And when you're in business, if you're in sales, for example, it makes you really listen to the other person and be in the moment. Right. And it builds a connection and a better relationship. Hey. So so Good getting back to your, your voiceover work, I'm curious, where did you where did you get the training for all of that? Okay. I'm going to do a plug for the most wonderful studio in the world, um, Atlanta VoiceOver Studio. And they also do virtual classes as well as in-person. It is a terrific place for beginner and intermediate training. But you can learn voiceover many different ways. If you just want to dip your toe into it, there are a lot of places that offer these workshops for, I don't know, $35 to try it out. I know that Atlanta VoiceOver Studio does that, .com. Um, but there are also other places like gravyforthebrain.com mm -hmm. or um, the uh, Global Voice Academy will offer it. You can also go to some of the conferences, one of the, the biggest, actually, the biggest voiceover conference in the world that brings in the most amazing talent, coaches, industry executives, and all that is VO Atlanta. And VO Atlanta happens every spring in <laughs> Atlanta. And it is a way to drink from the fire hose. Mm. But there are other conferences as well. Um, you can also get some great coaching that will be available to you um, just over the internet. And the nice thing is you can work with anybody in the world. Mm. But for the basic stuff, I would suggest looking locally. Mm -hmm. I, I Ideally, and I just talked to somebody about this yesterday. If you can get in an in-person class, you will learn the best way. Get used to the, using the microphone. <laughs> Understand how to edit. And then you can branch out and work from your own place. Oh, mm -hmm. great. Interesting. So, Kathleen, come on, come on, let your secret out. Tell Laura what you've been trying to do. <laughs> what? Okay. We, no, well, I'll, st I'll, I'll start off. I'll start, I'll start off. We, we both have um, dabbled with trying to get voiceover work with a, a local London up the road from where I live in, in uh, Woodstock in Ontario. There's a very big, uh, internationally big uh, voiceover company. You probably know them. Voices.com, I think they're called. Yes, it is. Oh, yes. And uh, so with my different accent, I put, I put a test, whatever you call it, recording with them. And they, they kept sending me scripts to read. And I spent a lot of time recording and sending them off. I never got any work at all. And uh, I mentioned it to Kathleen. Kathleen tried, and she's actually had, because of her good looks and her French accent, for what well, she can speak French, she's had <laughs> more invitations than I have. But I don't think you've done anything yet either, have you? So it's, no, I, it's lots not of easy. auditions, lots of auditions, but uh, oh, right. Um, Welcome to the like... wonderful world of voiceover casting mm -hmm. sites. Yeah. There are a number of them out there. However, 
it's extremely competitive. Yeah. And you might find that a lot of your auditions are not even listened to. Yeah. So there are quite a few out there that each have their own algorithms based on okay. maybe how much you pay or how much success you've had or how many likes you've had on previous auditions or how much material you have. But before you even look for jobs, you really need to be properly prepared. Sure. That means sure. having a broadcast quality studio, having mm -hmm. the equipment and knowing how to use it so you can produce something that is ready to go, demos for people to listen to. And before that, a lot of training. But sometimes it's like beating your head against the wall. And I am mm -hmm. not going to exaggerate. Not every voice is going to be a fit for everything. Sure. And you need to learn what casting sites provide what and where and how. For example, one of the most um, ethical, highly regarded voice casting sites doesn't have as many auditions. But Peter, you do very well because about half of it, they're looking for either um, a British accent or a European accent, and the other half might be American accents. Mm -hmm. And that is Bodalgo, B-O-D-A-L-G-O dot com. And um, a fellow by the name of Armin Herstetter, um runs it. Funny guy, terrific guy. And he would be able to, um, if, you know, I don't know if you could talk to him in person, but at a conference, you definitely can. But he also screens talent. So mm -hmm. he screens clients and he screens talent to make sure the best of, could be both there. Um, he's very much also closely associated with One Voice, which is based in the UK and also is very active here in, in um, the US. In fact, I just spoke at their conference in Dallas back okay. in early August. Okay. Um, so you have to know which sites to look at sure. and just know your way around them. No, interesting stuff. And I'm sure members of our audience have also thought about doing this to try and bring some money in. So that's good advice for them. So I, let's get back to the, to sort of our marketing track. Uh, and as I said earlier, I, I really enjoy your short videos on LinkedIn. So the big question in my mind, it, it's great to have fun. Do they work? Do they drive people to your website? Do they drive people to follow you on LinkedIn, for instance? Well, they have. And I created them for several purposes. Mm -hmm. One, they're not just for the voiceover world. They're also for anybody who is in the on-camera world because mm -hmm. it gives me the opportunity to be able to show my range. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm doing, for the most part, momisms. You're talking about the, the short, funny ones. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, Where I could play different aspects of mom and show the comedy and all of that. I'm trying to get the attention to show what I can do. People also can listen to my voice. And if they like that kind of voice, they know how to find me. So I do that, mm -hmm. and it will drive people to YouTube. In fact, I've gotten such a great response to my momisms that I'm now putting it on its own channel, my momisms. Okay. All right. Yeah, one at a time, I'm populating that. Um, the other video series that I do also are very useful. I have a long video series on tips for busy execs, which mm -hmm. talk about how to get more comfortable and, and effective on camera. And then because shorts are so popular, I make 60 second or less videos on the same subject on, on camera confidence. And then because also I see a need and I just want to be able to give back to the on camera community. There are a lot of other older actors, people mm -hmm. who might not have done it since they were 15 years old and they're not sure if they can do it. And there's a lot of lack of confidence and knowledge. So I created a series for actors over 50. Okay. And all of that builds because you got to build your credibility. You got to build relationships and engagement. 
before you go asking for business. And -hmm. personally, you know, I like to be able to draw people to me, although I'll also, you know, talk to them and go after them as well. Mm, wonderful. I, I've got Kathleen. Can I jump in with another question quickly? Mm-hmm. Laura, you, you put out a huge amount of content. I've been to your YouTube channels. I've watched quite a few of your videos um, and I watch all your LinkedIn ones. Do you do all the editing and backroom stuff yourself or do you get someone to do that for you? Nope. I do it all myself. And wow. that's one reason I went from the long videos, you know, the ones that you shoot horizontally yeah. to the shorts, which are always vertical because mm-hmm. I can repurpose those on other social media. Sure. The more you do, the better you get. Yeah. And the other thing is, if you're anybody who's making a video, don't kill yourself. Don't try to do it 15, 20, 50 times. You'll get stale, you'll get tired, and it'll show. Mm-hmm. Do, know what you're going to talk about, rehearse it a little bit to yourself, and then just record it on camera, really no more than five times. Because generally, number two or three will be the best. Yeah. And then you always want a caption. Because a lot of people watch the stuff without the sound, they're at work, whatever, mm-hmm. or you're opening yourself up to the hearing impaired community. Mm-hmm. I like to caption my shorts with fun, big captions. And so I will actually bring them into Instagram. I will caption them there, put the titles. And the trick is, I know Instagram people won't like me, but download them to your phone before you share them on Instagram. Because uh, they don't okay. have the Instagram watermark. Because right. if, you, if you put a watermark from one social media onto another, they're going to go, bam. It's like a big yep. red X going. Yep. Yep. That's so good. Yeah. Them up pretty quickly. Yeah, good good idea. Where, I, sorry, I've got to ask you one more. When you're yeah. doing, let's just say the, the short ones you're doing for LinkedIn, which is the ones I see mainly, do, yeah. you, do you do a whole lot of them in one session? So will you do, say, the whole week's shorts in, in one go while you're doing it? Well, it all depends. If my husband okay. is shouting, what? From across <laughs> the room, see, I can improv. We always tie back to something earlier. Yeah. Um, I would love to batch them because it's much more efficient with setting right. up the lights and everything else. Sure. And I'm already in the zone. Yeah. But if I only have a little bit of time and something is due, like today, I might just do one of each. But okay. I do like to batch them because that is much more efficient. And I might do three at a time. Because okay. I don't want to wear myself out either. Sure, sure. No, I thought that might be the better way of doing it. And I've really got to reinforce what you're telling our audience about not over-recording. Mm-hmm. Kathleen and I have done a number of short ones for our website and for various purposes. Yeah. And we would fell into that trap of going over and over. And they were getting progressively worse. And we found <laughs> we rarely go beyond four. Now, number sometimes five, but normally it's second or third or the best. Sometimes the first one's the best of the lot, you know. That's so, true. yeah, that, that, that's a really good tip for everybody. Good. Back to, sorry, Kathleen, I've been monopolizing, Laura, as I normally do. You've got to Great take me questions, under control. And... <laughs> well, Laura, how do people contact you? Oh, well, I'm not hard to find. You can go directly to email. I'm at laura at lauradoman.com. My website is lauradoman.com. You can find me on LinkedIn under Laura Doman. <laughs> and surprise, surprise, on YouTube at Laura Doman, or I'm building up my at my momisms channel, and that'll go. Uh, you can find me there too. I'm on all right. bunch of social media, but you you kind of see the pattern here. 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. We can. And for our yes. audio listeners, all those, all those many, many descriptions, um, sorry, contact details you've just heard will be in the description on whatever platform you are listening to this on. So there we go. Back to you, Kathleen. Well, Laura, thank you so much for being with us today. What wonderful tips. I'm sure everybody oh, that's listening pleasure. will find very, very useful if they're interested in some voiceover work. And uh, thank you for tuning into our show. We so appreciated having you. If anyone is interested in being a guest on our show, please visit us at theyackingshow.com. All you need to do is, is click on the contacts tab and uh, uh, fill out a short application form. And I see that Peter is trying to get my attention. So Peter, I know you have something to say. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I didn't want to steal your thunder and I didn't want to put you off, but I, I forgot part of what I was supposed to say, and that's to tell our audience, both video and audio, we've had yet another really interesting and good guest on the show today. So to make sure you don't miss the new guests coming next week and every week, sign up for our newsletter by going to our website, theyackingshow.com, and there's forms on most pages or a little red button and in our weekly newsletter. We don't overdo it. We send you one newsletter, but we tell you who's who's been on the show and who's coming on the show. That's it. Now I'll keep quiet. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Until next time, take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Goodbye. <laughs>